this episode. In this right. story. Trigger warning. Possible blood <clears throat> and gore. Boathouse Cafe here in beautiful Churros Head. So Sean spared the gory details. Yeah, it's always good to have a plan B. At the moment, we can't get to triple zero. It takes about 18 minutes. You know, she goes through essentially every service that she can and she gets on to people. That's a good example of not having a plan B and getting lucky. Yeah. We don't want to leave it to luck. We just have these expectations that yeah. it just works. Are you going to say, look, it is perfect, actually, quite frankly, Sean, so we can just move on. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan, And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And Sean's got the story this week, and uh, he shared this story with me today over lunch. We're sitting down at the Boathouse Cafe here in beautiful Churros Head lovely place to have lunch sitting there next to the water i was in the middle of my fish and chips so sean spared the gory details i did so, i held back i held back a little bit i was very grateful for that while i was uh, chomping on my lunch so now we're going to get the uh, the gory details do we need to give a trigger warning sean well yeah i guess i don't know i'm not too sure but let's let's sort of say there might be some blood and gore in this right. story trigger warning possible blood <clears throat> and gore right now I guess I'd start this by saying, you know, it's always good to have a plan B, you know, really well uh, placed in your memory, I think. Um, so Peter Cullinan is a, a Vietnam vet who lives in a little regional town of Australia called How Long. Do you know where How Long is, Mark? Give me a moment. I'm going to tell you. I've driven through How, how Long numerous times. It's, um, so it's north, of, north of Melbourne. About 300 k's north of Melbourne. It's near. Oh, it's on the Murray River. Yeah, so right. yeah, it's on the Murray, but yeah. it's in New South Wales, isn't it? It's in- yeah, it could be. I'm not too sure what side of the river it's on, but it's up there. It's a tiny little town. It's um, you know not too many services there. I think I changed into third gear as I went through it. That's that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, on the fourth of this January, just gone past, uh, Peter had um, had you know a series of surgeries on his on his leg. And they did a skin graft. And anyway, he was home recovering from that. And without notice, his skin graft just burst open, blood pouring everywhere. You know, his wife, uh, Lynette, was saying it was coming out. It was like pouring out like a running tap is what she felt like as it was happening. So, of course, it was total mayhem. She was her, he's, uh, so Lynette's, is Peter's sort of main carer. So he's got a whole range of health issues. And as a result of that, she knows first aid and knows the things. So, you know, with the bleeding, she's got the bandages, she's doing the compression, she's got the ice packs, but nothing was working, right? So they had set up in their house uh, an emergency uh, assistance link, an alarm called a safety link. And so she pressed the button that automatically uh, makes a call uh, to a service which then puts them through to triple zero. And the service came back and said, at the moment, we can't get to triple zero. It takes about 18 minutes before triple zero will answer, right? 18 minutes. So triple zero, the equivalent of 911. That's right. Absolutely. So she, she says, well, you know, you, I'll keep working on him and make, you know, doing whatever I can. And she's doing that. And then when they get through to triple zero, Triple zero says, um, look, we, we, we can't actually promise anything between an hour and two hours before we can get there, an ambulance, right? 
and she's uh, she's looking at you know poor Peter. He's he's getting going grey. He's getting sweaty. He's he's laying down now. She's put him in the coma position. She's you know put his legs up to sort of give him some elevation of of his feet, uh, but he's she's losing him. Right? It's it's just dire situation. So she doesn't know. She can't think what to do. And then all of a sudden, it occurs to her that um, she might be able to use her phone and put something on Facebook and ask for help. Right? So she's fumbling around to get her. Um, her, her smartphone in her hand and she gets up Facebook and she just sort of says, this is going on. She takes some photos of Peter at the same time and um, help is what she does. And instantly she's getting image uh, sort of responses back from friends and family. And one of them is her daughter in Canberra. Uh, her name's Kat. And Kat uh, says, right, we got to just ring other services. And so she rings the fire service. She rings the... Um, uh, essentially, we have the emergency services response people. You know, she goes through essentially every service that she can and she gets on to people. And within 20 minutes, they're at Peter's house. Um, and in fact, the first group that get there, they see the situation. The, the guys lost litres of blood. Um, they, they call back up straight away. They, they can't deal with it, right? And so, but anyway, Peter gets taken off to hospital. He ends up in Melbourne. They give him uh, four blood transfusions, uh, an iron ore transfusion. He gets his blood vessels cauterized. So that doesn't all happen again. And he's still recovering. So even now he's in hospital recovering from this. Um, but to the good thinking, if you like, uh, from Lynette, to just put that message on Facebook, they were able to bypass, if you like, the standard plan a which was ring triple zero get an ambulance and got a couple of these other services working and they're actually able to talk to them and tell them what was going on and they got their tooth sweet so anyway i thought that was a a great example of uh you know how important it is to have a plan b sort of thought out if you like well which of course she didn't do but she didn't no she, she was lucky didn't have a that's a good example of not having a plan B and getting lucky. Yeah. We don't want to leave it to luck. Exactly. Exactly. That's actually a really, that's a, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm liking it. You're liking it? Okay. So yeah. what do you like about it? What's what's in this story that works well, for you? I, no, I just, I'm, I'm saying I'm liking it because I, I can see that there's plenty of business application for it. Oh, right. um, so, uh, yeah, it's gory. I don't think you said the, the, the term bleeding out. But that's, or you know, that's another. That's a term that people, you know, you hear on the movies all the time. Yeah, um, and in fact, uh, the report said that Lynette told the people over the phone that he was bleeding out. So she she knew that language, right? Right. Yeah. And still, so, yeah. and it was still two hours or one to yeah, two. Yeah, it was hours. like one to two hours. They couldn't do anything about it. I mean, I think this this story is being used to, um, you know, sort of get the government to realise they need to put more resources into the. Uh, the ambulance service, right? I mean, the ongoing saga. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we know with stories that humans do lean into and remember anything with injuries, blood, anything with anything with a little bit of uh, disgust in it. You know, so you're talking about blood pouring out like a tap. I mean, that is a really quite a a disgusting image in many ways. And, and therefore it sticks with us. We're very um, attuned to that emotion in terms of 
knowing, oh, we, it's usually so we can avoid that sort of thing, right? That's, yeah. that's what it's designed for. Imagine yeah. all the cleaning up. Yeah, you don't want to think about it. But um, so I think that's a, that's a part of it. But the other thing I really like about this is it's a small, again, a small story, right? These are not famous people. These are not, this, this, you can imagine this happening, you know, like this, this is the sort of thing that's probably happening on a daily basis, you know, these types of emergencies. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's, that's kind of nice about this story. It's, it's not too out there. Uh, yeah, I think mean, it's a good example of how, of how, well, I guess it's not an everyday event, but, but how specific events like that can have, a, can have a big impact. And if you're making a case for the ambulance service, most people would fall into the trap of doing the normal thing, which is to put together a whole bunch of stats and da-da-da-da-da-da without giving the Peter and Lynette example. Yeah. Whereas that's probably the thing that's going to get people to pay attention to the stats. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah, you can start thinking there's certain things like they've obviously developed, you know, the, in our society, we've developed a, a mindset, which is if you ring triple zero, an ambulance comes out really quickly. Right? <laughs> that's the, the, the mental process. But in this case, that's not didn't happen. So you can actually say to a group of people in business. So what what's our equivalent of the triple zero not working? And what are we expecting to happen? Just it works day in, day out, like maybe access to the internet or I don't know, there'd be a, a whole raft of um, potential things that we just have these expectations that yeah. it just works. Well, I guess that's, you know, it's one of those uh, business continuity planning things where you, you where, yeah, where you, you need to have that plan be in place. That's, you know, I, I, I kind of, I'm a bit skeptical about most business continuity plans in that something goes wrong and, you know, everyone runs around like headless chooks for a while before someone says, oh, haven't we got a business continuity plan? Um, and, you know, then you spend more time trying to find the bloody thing and eventually someone reads it and goes, yeah, we should have done this <laughs> two hours ago. <laughs> it's not yeah. really a very effective plan B. No, no. I think you have to practice it somewhere along the line. Somewhere along the line, yes. Yeah. So it's like okay, that, what, what would you- It's like the uh, the that fabulous story uh, about uh, the second the the, the the health and safety uh, chief in the fire in the twin towers on nine eleven saved many many people because oh, yes. he he drilled it into them. If something goes wrong, this is what we do. And uh, he, he got got hundreds of people, thousands of people, yeah, out of yeah. Uh, out of that uh, the tower before it collapsed. Yeah, I know Mike's very um, familiar with that story, isn't it? We'll have to get him on the program to tell that story. It no, is, no, we, I think we've, we've, we've already, already done uh, it. Okay, well, let's, let, let's get Cinder yeah. to point people to that story. We've yes. already done that story. Um, yeah, no, that's that's an ex- a good example of where it does work when you do practice the uh, Plan B. Uh, what would you do to make this story better, Mike? Uh, Are you going to say, look, it is perfect, actually, quite frankly, Sean, so we can just move on? Is that what you're man, thinking? I totally, I, I, I don't <laughs> think you could have done any better. Like, it's the <laughs> ultimate telling of that story. <laughs> not, not, we'll say, yeah. Uh, hey, what I, was, I tell you what I was mindful of. I really wanted to ensure I got... Peter's name and Lynette's name and and Cat and and just to make it so that you maybe you have images in their, your mind about what these people are like just based on the names. Who knows? That was something I was trying to get in that story. 
Right. I guess one of the, one of the things that you know less is more. I, I, I'm, there's bits that you could have taken out, uh, like they had the emergency system that allowed them connect to the thing that connected to the. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's like, just that's, a bit that's of. That's well, yeah. Yeah. You know, she she. She tried to contact triple zero and got told it was an hour to two hours, and she, you know, she knew he was going to bleed out before that. But you know, sometimes those details make the story more real, right? Because Absolutely. you couldn't make that stuff up, right? Who would? I didn't even know there were such things, right? And that there's a these people who make a connection into triple zero for folk like uh, uh, Peter and Lynette. Um, yeah, so there's an argument uh, both ways. Now, the I more detail, so, yeah. the more detail you. I mean, you, essentially, the idea is the more detail you add, the more credibility, uh, plausibility that you have up to a point, and then you go too far with the detail, and it just becomes boring, and people switch off. So it's, it's about <laughs> no, it's about getting that level of detail. Oh, I know, right I know what you're saying. Yeah, I was reading something on conspiracy theories this morning, and I was sort of saying that, uh, you know. You have to have a story which has more detail in it, you know, but it has to be a story. It can't be just a series of facts as we know, right? Yeah. Um, but you're right. There's a point where it just gets tedious to hear all those details. Um, yep. Well. So business okay. applications. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it down to one of those uh, stories that would be great to uh, just getting people to think, okay, what's our plan B? I suppose yep. that's how I set it up. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, let's look at this plan. What can go wrong? What contingent can we put in place to uh, uh, to to counter that should it happen? So you know, essentially a business continuity planning type of uh, situation. In fact, if you're in the risk management area of your organization oh. or in the continuity, you should have this story in your back pocket, right? Yep. This should be the one you you tell for at least the next six months as you go around the organization. Uh, because you know, or I mean, there are a million of these types of stories, right? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this. I want to go back to how to make the story even better. I, I'm not sure they gave him an iron ore transfusion. <laughs> I'm not even aware that you said it. <laughs> <laughs> an iron transfusion. Right? An Sorry, iron not an iron ore transfusion. Oh, oh that's interesting. BHP back the truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one yeah um fantastic so any i mean i think it's a pretty straightforward story for that let's give a rating now let's so tell me what you reckon i'm gonna put it in the seven bucket seven Okay. Seven bucket. Yeah, it's a it's a, an okay uh, story. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very usable. very Reuse. very usable uh, workmanlike story. Yeah. 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 I'm going to bump it up to seven and a half only because I think it has um, it has a stickiness to it because of the blood and gore associated with it, and uh, for some reason that appeals to me. But but I think it would work pretty well as a story as a result. So you like uh, uh, action movies with? You know, the of- funny thing is, I do not like horror movies. I can't oh, no, no. movies. I'm not going there. Anything like that. So no, not, not horror. No, no. no I, I agree. But but you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of movies that, uh, yeah, there's a bit of hacking and goring and. Yeah, I'm not really into that either. I mean, I mean, Sopranos, I suppose, is is probably oh. on that on that level. Yeah. 
The Godfather, that's one of your favourites. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got a bit of a thing for mafia movies, but I um, don't know what that is. That, that's another a much longer episode, I think, to work that one out. Okay, Mark, I think that's where we're at. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Um, look, thanks, everyone, for listening in, of course. And, um, and if you have any comments, any stories you want, you know, told or stories that you've come across that you, would, you want to share with us, we'd love to hear them. So uh, pop them in the comments, uh, send us a note. Uh, we'd, um, and, and, yeah, well, you know, even if you've uh, got some ideas, we'd love to um, try them out. So, yeah, thanks for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, yeah, tune in next week for another episode on how to put your stories to work. Bye now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.